Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fuji Love Podcast. This is the show all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras and the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest all things Fujifilm-related topics, such as the camera gears, the photos, the tips, tricks, and lots of interviews, and a whole lot of awesome photos, head on over to fujilove.com. My guest for this week is none other than Jason Kummerfeld. He is the photographer behind the very popular and growing YouTube channel, Grainy Days. Uh, there you will see him with this awesome, dry sense of humor, uh, talk about the various photo shoots he's gone on and the film that he used that along the way and all the cameras that he used along the way it's really cool it's really funny and as of late he has been using the film version of the xt no 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 i'm sorry it's the tx1 i always get that mixed up it's a panoramic camera and it's been incredible uh so without further ado let's get right into that interview so without further ado, I want to introduce Jason Kummerfeld to the show. Did I say that right? Yep, it's Kummerfeld. You got it. Awesome. I uh, I I have a history of just forgetting names, even just at the very beginning. That's my curse. Rehearse <laughs> it, rehearse it, rehearse it, and then I'll forget the the guest name, my name, my wife's name. Like it just, <laughs> just all names just go blank. That, that might be a bigger issue than just a. Uh... <laughs> On podcast, then <laughs> probably I should go to the uh, doctor to check that out. Just remember where he practices. Um, man, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Jason, you have a really fun and funny show on uh, YouTube called Grainy Days, and it's essentially you going anywhere to just do some simple film photography and when you you know I, i've watched the the channel for uh, a little bit i'm i'm fairly new to it but it's, it's always been entertaining my wife laughs at the jokes i, I love the jokes um your, your your delivery in that is just really unique really fun um and i've always thought man he'd be a great guest to have on the show but you know he Fuji keeps discontinuing films, so they, <laughs> I can't use that. Um, and then you came up with the, you started shooting with the Fujifilm uh, XT1, the the X-Pan, and I'm like, boom, right there. <laughs> That's my in, yeah. That, that was the in. So, uh, so yeah, uh, your your show. Uh, tell me a little bit more about like how you got into filming your uh film film experience yeah so i kind of was in a i guess you'd call it a creative rut at my job at the time and um well, i'm i mean my job was just one of those jobs it was a visual effects compositor but basically you just answer to the um i guess you the producers the executive uh, supervisors, whatever you want to call them. They're making all the big decisions. You're just the guy at the computer pushing the buttons. And uh, I've been doing it for a while, uh, a couple of years. And I, 
I'd always kind of felt this creative kind of gap in my life. And um, I was into film photography um, and uh, I kind of just wanted to connect with this film photography community that was just growing and growing. And I kind of thought, well, I have the time, I have the, you know, the interest and the energy to do this kind of like hybrid film photography video sort of thing on YouTube. I'd seen a few other channels that have done it. I'd seen pretty, I pretty much consumed all their content up until that point. And um, I just decided, you know what, I have video experience. Um, I like film photography, so I might as well just give this thing a go. And um, I did it for a little while and uh, started seeing some, uh, some growth and uh, just a lot of, um, I guess, back and forth with uh, community, uh, people of the community and just kind of it just kind of took off from there. You know, I got to meet more, um, more people from the community that shoot film, um, people just from all walks of life. And it's just been blossoming and blossoming, um, ever since and it's just been a, it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. What was, um, so why, why film? Um, just out of curiosity, uh, what was it about film that spoke to you as opposed to, uh, digital. Yeah. So this is a kind of a tough one to explain. Um, I think what it, it, it boils down to the process for me. Um, I, I kind of just see film as like a simpler workflow kind mm-hmm. of, um, than digital. I have done some digital photography. In fact, I, I guess you could say I started off with it. I did a, um, trip to Iceland in 2015 and, um, I shot both film and digital and what I kind of noticed with all the shots that I took on my digital camera in Iceland, I would edit them one way and then, you know, three months later be unhappy with them and edit them a different way. And because they're raw or whatever, um, you can kind of change it to be however you want. Um, whereas the camera that you used, it was a, a Fuji. Oh man. I want to say it was like a, it was like a, Fuji, I want to say it was like the X-T1 or something like mm-hmm. that, which is funny because now I have the TX1, um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, basically it boiled down to um, uh, looking back at the film photos, I felt more, I felt better about the those film photos that I shot while I was there. It was just some terrible uh, disposable camera, but um you know, I, I look back at those photos with like a ton of nostalgia for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, whereas the digital, I've changed it so much over time and just kind of, I, I don't know. It's it's so flexible that I, I just couldn't make up my mind. The perfectionist inside of me was like, well, there is no end to this thing. Um, and so it kind of felt, I don't know what the well, word is. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense because to, to your point, film allows you the flexibility to do anything you want and film has that finality to it where it frees you of that mental burden of trying to change things yeah exactly i i'm not trying to say one's better than the other i think it's just a it's about the the process like me i prefer to like spend more time out in the field and kind of like finalize my photos a little more in the field yeah. And like in post and everyone's different. Everyone has a different process. And that's the beautiful thing about photography. But um, 
just for me and for what I want to do, film just happened to be the thing that, you know, worked. What was your uh, first film camera uh, when you started the uh, show? Um, my first film camera ever was a Canon AE-1. I don't know how familiar you are with um, old oh, film cameras. Everybody's, that's everybody's. Uh, yeah, it's everyone's. Yeah, I think I just Googled like best film photography cameras and that came up. Um, yeah, so it was a Canon AE-1. I think I had a few other cameras by the time I started the YouTube channel. But um, this collection is just growing and growing. Hey, can you answer me this? So in the digital kind of photography community, yeah. Um, is there an obsession over having like lots of different cameras like there is in the film photography community or are they pretty much like one and done? So I'm probably going to be uh, shot over this, uh, <laughs> but uh, hopefully it's with a camera. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it's yeah, there, there there's a, a huge range of uh, of people that will just collect, collect, collect and uh, as they collect, complain, complain, complain. Um, the, the, yeah. There's just no end in sight. It, it's like you'll you'll have the the hate collectors where it's like, oh yeah, the, 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 this camera is okay, but you know it doesn't doesn't have the two memory card slots. It doesn't have mm-hmm. IBIS, and uh, you can't do anything without IBIS, even though we've been doing <laughs> for so many years. Yeah, it's like it just goes on and on. Um, but it's like there's you, no such thing as a perfect camera. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, and, and then you have, uh, and I think this is where majority of Fujifilm photographers fall into. We 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 just love to collect the 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 cameras, and it's like just mm-hmm. we we love to collect them. We love to photograph them. <laughs> yeah, we'll buy a Fuji camera to take a picture of the Fuji camera that we. Yeah. <laughs> and then then there's the 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 master of. Uh, Fujifilm picture porn and Jonas Rask who uh, will mm-hmm. make every camera look gorgeous and, and everybody will salivate over that stuff. And uh, he takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> it's an art. It's an art form to, you know, shoot cameras in the right lighting and just, oh my it, God. it's like product photography almost. Yeah. And, and like, like I'm looking at uh, Jonah, Jonas Rask's, uh, photo shoot of the the tx1 and oh my god mm-hmm. like he just makes you want to buy every single camera i think uh, i have a similar one to him actually um yeah i saw photos where it's the uh it's the black hasselblad lens but it's the fuji tx1 body yep that's yeah. the one gorgeous man it's I beautiful no beautiful piece of uh, <laughs> metal <laughs> uh shout out to jonas rask he, he uh the the makes us envy all the glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, it's good yeah. to know that we're not alone in the film photography community by collecting up cameras like it's, you know, like the world's going to end in two weeks. So, I I have a, a camera that I've always wanted uh, on, on the film side. Okay, and uh, the, the, I've been wanting this camera for a, a long while, and that is the Fuji GF six seventy. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a folding camera, right? Folding camera, medium form format rangefinder, and yeah. it is just absolutely gorgeous. But it, it is my white whale. I will. 
Yeah. Probably never own that. Um, <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah, um, those go for a pretty hefty price these days, I think. And it just keeps going up in price. So yeah. by the time I could afford it, I've, uh, it's already gone up like another thousand. It's kind of like Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a, uh, an article. Re- well, it was an article recently, but it was about like five years ago where they said somewhere they found like just boxes and boxes of those cameras in a warehouse somewhere that were unused. Jeez. Um, and I was like, what are the odds? And how do I get one? <laughs> right. But uh, it is just such a sexy camera and yeah. anybody who loves the look of the X100 uh, or, or the, you know, the, the silver bodies of the XC series will love the look of this camera. It's basically an X100 massive version of it, <laughs> but still remains portable with the, with the billows and everything. So. Right. Yeah. What's your, uh, your experience with like film photography? Do you have any history in it? I used to use point and shoot uh, film cameras for journalism back in the late nineties. Okay. Um, That's actually how I learned photojournalism is uh, when I was a writer, it was uh, we had to bring our own cameras and and just have them with us just in case something was happening. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that was basically my film experience. Okay. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. You uh, still have them? No, none of those, uh, point and shoot cameras. Um, they, uh, I don't have those anymore, but I did learn that, uh, you can still do some great art with, uh, just regular point and shoot cameras. Like I always thought that you needed a, like a real good range, uh, not a range finder, but a good solid camera to to do anything worthwhile but there's this photographer um god helen k garber i think is her name okay uh she's a fine she used to be a fine art photographer i don't know if she is anymore but i had the pleasure to interview her oh god this is back in the early aughts that i got to talk to her and she was, she had these beautiful photos of like, like foggy piers and LAX and, and just did these great urban landscapes. And mm-hmm. she was telling me that these were all done on point shoot cameras. And that was like my, you know, my, my mind was blown all those years ago. Yeah, it's and, crazy uh, what people can do with, uh, you know. I wouldn't call it primitive technology, but just like simplified technology kind of. But at a certain point, you know, back then that was, that was, uh, the top of the line. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, now we have, I mean, God, we could, we could spray and pray anything and, and, you know, have it come out pretty sharp and pretty effortlessly. We, we don't have to worry about, yeah. uh, anything anymore (laughs) we're spoiled these days yeah for sure totally but to bring it back to your work um what i what i love about your your videos uh and again let, let me uh let everybody know if you look for grainy days on youtube you'll be able to find uh your your channel 
but in addition to that, while people are listening to this interview, where can people find your work so that they could, you know, flip through your Instagram or, or your website? Yeah. So it's a stupid name, but my Instagram is at 50 shades of Jason with underscores in between each word. Um, and then my website is just Jason And the last name is, well, I'll spell the whole name. It's J A S O N K U M M E R F E L D as in dog T.com. And that has, there's a bunch of images up there. Um, and your photography is awesome. It, it's, what, oh, what I you. love about it is it ranges from, you, you know, your what most people would consider your, your, your artistic style, uh, you know, landscapes, you know, great places that you've visited. But you have this really amazing knack of photographing really simple things um, and, and making it look interesting. And I think for a world where we're, you know, we're stuck indoors, you know, for the most part, you know, lockdowns here and there, uh, depending on where you are in the world. Um, we have this, cre- uh, photographers have this creative need to go out and, and, and photograph and your photos are so relatable because it, it is, you're taking pictures of regular things and and the way you just frame your photos of like, you know, regular street with, with you know, with a car parked on the side. It, it, it's, it's a great photo. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I appreciate you saying that. I think that's ultimately the, um, the, the goal of uh, my work is to create um I guess you'd call it like simple or just kind of like nice to look at scenes from just everyday kind of stuff. And sometimes not everyday kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, My biggest inspiration in the world is the painter Edward Hopper. And um, I've studied his work down to a T and just dissected, you know, hundreds of different things that he injects into his work and tried to kind of translate it to photography. And if I can, capture at least you know 0.1% of what he was able to do then I think um, my mission in life will be accomplished so you did a great video on Edward uh, on, on uh, Hopper but explain again uh, what is it about his work specifically that really speaks to you I think it's the this kind of feeling of solitude um, that's kind of what his work is known for is just solitude a lot of his paintings are like framed through like a window and it's of a, like um, a person just sitting at a desk or sitting at a cafe and they're alone. And, you know, it's a beautiful scene. The lighting is just really nice. It's a really simple scene. There's not like too much clutter or anything crazy, um, you know, things hanging on the walls or anything like that. It's all just really, really um, simple and nice to look at. And I think the message, at least the message I get from um, Edward Hopper's work is like, it's actually kind of nice to be alone sometimes. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with solitude. And uh, sometimes, you know, if you can mentally put yourself into that position, it it kind of like calms your anxiety a little bit. I know it certainly does for me. So, yeah, I yeah. think that's um, that's that's ultimately what I try and draw from him. Yeah. Nice. And it really shows in your work because like you will 
you will focus you you frame your photos awesome uh and in those moments where it's a a a simple photo you have that great framed uh god i'm trying (laughs) trying to put you know use the thousand words to explain the photo (laughs) yeah that's the thing when it comes to edward hopper and kind of just like the style I, I think that I do is like, I don't consider myself a landscape photographer, travel street or anything. I think I just pull parts from each one. So it's like what the, it's hard to describe exactly what, um, what Edward Hopper's work is exactly, yeah. you know, it, cause it I means mean, something different to everyone, first of all, but also like it doesn't fit into a category. Yeah. I, I and I, I, I feel that with your work, um, mm. that you, you have kind of you are really good at showing slice of life um and it literally is like a slice of life where, where you're just showing this one little bit uh, of the world and uh it lets you wonder about the rest yeah yeah that's kind of the goal just candid um moments that just happened to happen and just happened to be caught and uh, hopefully caught well, you know, if I'm, if I do my photography duties, all right, then yeah, that's, that's, that's all it is, you know, go out, have fun and try and capture something, try and capture something genuine, I think. So where did you start photography? Like, is this something that you were doing, uh, while you were in school, um, you know, prior to your career as a, uh, art, uh, what was the, the video artist? Yeah. So in school, I kind of studied to be, I studied like, um, movie making, I guess, basically. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, I really kind of honed in on, uh, the subsection of production called visual effects and, uh, kind of just really dived into that. Of course, that's kind of creating an image from nothing and um, not so much actually like creating an image from something, uh, I guess you could say. And uh, I kind of noticed in school that I, whenever we made short films or whatever it was, I always wanted to be the cameraman. But it was only like later on in life that I realized, oh, I wanted to be the cameraman because I like framing things up and Mm -hmm. I like studying what other cinematographers do um how they frame things up and just that kind of that entire world and so i think i transferred all that like energy to photography more specifically film photography and uh that's kind of just been like filling that um that that need for me i don't know yeah no that makes sense um but it's always been about like composition and creating visuals that um um, are pleasing to everyone, not just one person, you know? Yeah. So the tone of your videos, it is, it is, uh, an amazing dry sense of humor that okay. it, it just, it just works like, yeah, I, I um, it's weird. Uh, I think 
it just kind of comes naturally. I don't think that was ever the um, intention when I first started. I just wanted to throw in like a few jokes, you know, of like situational comedy that happened while I was like out shooting or whatever, just to kind of spice up the video a little bit. But I wanted the emphasis to be on film photography, of course. Right. Um, but I think I've just heard this over my life that just naturally I'm a pretty dry person. So I think that just kind of translated somehow. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever, if people are willing to listen to me ramble on, then great. I'm happy. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's weird because it's, not not only is it like uh, a dry uh, a dry wit, it it just works so well because yes, the the emphasis is always on the photography, and the the amazing thing is because it's such a like a calm dry wit, like the rewatchability of of the videos is awesome. Like if I need something in the background, I'll just throw on your channel just to 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 hear you describe some photos i'll occasionally <laughs> look over my shoulder oh okay that's that's a cool photo that's a cool photo uh oh there's baxter uh yeah there's uh the star of the show <laughs> yeah um and, and then like i i just go back to editing photos um so it it, it is like that perfect companion piece to to listen to uh, I'm glad to hear that. That's um, I'm glad those videos are doing something for somebody. <laughs> and uh, and I love to watch it. So good stuff. Um, how is your how how is the the experience with the the XT one? Like, how has that panoramic view changed your uh? Your, your approach to photography because you've had it for a little while uh according to you know the episodes that we've watched it's only been like two two episodes that you've uh uh yeah. showcased it but like what has that done to you as far as like framing things up and, and seeing uh the world through through the lens yeah, um, I've actually had the camera since last September, um, so I've had it for quite a few months now. Um, are we allowed to swear on this podcast, by the way? Um, for the eh, keep it PG. Okay, well, Ish. it totally freaks up your understanding of like your, um, you know, your uh, composition when you yeah. look through the viewfinder. You're looking at something that's double the width. You're kind of more or less being forced to shoot panoramic and it definitely takes getting used to. Yeah. But I've, I, I think it's like this with any format, really. I, once you kind of get in the groove with it, if you go out for a weekend and all you're shooting is the, um, the TX one, then uh, you'll get used to it and you'll totally find your groove and you'll just be, um, it'll just, it'll all just make sense. In fact, I mean, I've been using it for, you know, since last September and, um, um, I think I'm kind of actually preferring it as a format as opposed to like standard full frame or 35 millimeter because um, I just feel like the long, uh, the panoramic format just has a lot more to offer uh, somehow, even though like it is kind of limiting because <sighs> what are you supposed to do with these photos really? They're like awkward to share on social media. You can get them printed, I suppose, 
Um, but it's all, um, I mean, I don't know where I was going with that, but it, no, it's, it's, it, it's a unique style. Yeah. It just, it definitely takes a lot of getting used to, but once you get used to it, you're, you just cruise with it and you get your photos back and you're like, Oh wow. That's, um, that's something I, you know, I don't know. I, I think with any format, whether you're shooting medium format, uh, full frame, uh, APS, what, like whatever, I guess it's all pretty much the same kind of, uh, aspect ratio, but, um, you just kind of like, you get used to it. Maybe the best analogy would be you get a new camera and you're totally unfamiliar with the controls, or at least as unfamiliar as you were with your last camera. So it, it takes some, a little bit of time to get used to like, Oh, I can just flip this and easily change the shutter speed, or I can flip this and change the aperture or whatever. Um, it's, yeah, it just totally, when I first started using it, it, it turned my world upside down and, um, I'm now addicted for sure. And it's coming out awesome. Like your, um, your photos of the, not the street lights, but the, what's it called? Um, neon lights. Mm, yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm jealous that you're able to live so close to so many neon lights uh, <laughs> because I would killed to be able to have that in, in my area. Uh, <laughs> we just don't have them. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely been, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, living in a city, I live in LA, so you're always finding yeah. something crazy around the corner. There you go. Um, but like they just came out so awesome uh, with uh, th- that glow uh, and I, what were you using? Cine still? I was using um, um, actually motion picture film um, that had been re kind of repurposed for still photography. So it was like a special um, motion picture film takes a very special kind of like high quality process to um, be finished and developed. And so not a lot of places actually um, develop motion picture film. It's kind of like a very specialized thing. So um, this company reached out and uh, they um, wanted to, you know, see what I thought of the process. I shot it. Basically, it all boils down to I it was motion picture film. It was uh, Kodak Vision 3, yep. uh, 500T, 250D, 50D and 200T. Yeah. Good stuff. Nice. So, so all right. I'm curious about one thing. Like, uh, mm-hmm. when, uh, I, I chatted with Ben Horn. Like, Ben Horn it, it takes, like, one or two pictures per uh, per day. Or like, like, I could only imagine the, the, the processing bill that he has with, with large format mm-hmm. film. But, like, you're taking a lot more photos. Um, what, what, what is the development cost for, for a lot of these, especially with uncommon film, uh, like specialized film that you're shooting with? Um, what, what does that incur? Yeah. So yeah, the problem, the big thing with film is it, it's just getting more and more expensive, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah. So for, if you're going to do film, you have to pay for, um, the, uh, the actual physical film cartridge. You have to pay for the processing, which is the developing. And yep. then you uh, optionally, you can pay for the scans. Um, so you can actually kind of negate a lot of the costs if you 
buy like your own scanner, then you don't have to scan yourself and you have more freedom, more control. Yeah. Um, for developing generally, I mean, everyone has a different lab. Um, a lot of people actually develop themselves, um, which is something I've never gotten into. But um, you can actually offset a lot of the cost by developing yourself. Um, it just means more of an investment of time. I don't. I prefer not to develop myself because I'm afraid I'm just going to screw up a roll. But um, the lab I go to is about six dollars to develop a, a roll. So a roll of thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. It adds up over time. I mean, if you, I, I <laughs> my friend and I showed up. We just got back from this big trip, and um, I rolled in with like. Oh man, it, it was like 50, 50 something rolls of film. And I just, they're developing it now, but I just know that bill is just not going to be pretty. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it definitely adds up, but um, I, you know, it, it's part of the, uh, it's part of the process. It makes you be more specific when you take a shot. And I think that's what I appreciate about film is like, you're burning money when you take a shot. So make it count, you know, that kind of yeah mentality. So you had the chance to use a, a Fujifilm X series camera way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, have you considered using another Fujifilm camera? And the reason why I ask is because one of the things that uh, many of us X photographers love to use is the the film simulations. On, on oh the- yeah. Uh, we, that, that is something that we are quite vocal about and, uh, God damn it. Fujifilm. Can you please send us the firmware updates? <laughs> um, as long yeah. as, as long as they're taking requests, I'd like to ask them to uh, bring back FP 100 C and, uh, Fuji pro 400 H, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, I, I, I hear about that a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> It is uh, quite the popular film. I, but I, I think there is a film simulation in the cameras already for for that. I think it's... Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is. It was a really popular uh, line of film stock. Yeah, I, I don't remember if it's uh, Proneg High or Proneg Low, if that's what it was. I, so I don't know. How does that... I guess... I'm, I don't know really anything about digital. I haven't really used anything in a long time. How do film simulations work with, um, with like, well, so I guess Fuji has their own version of like raw files, right? Yeah. But the film simulations are JPEGs. Oh, JPEGs only. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's basically using their color science to get the, I guess what it it would be like the spirit of the film. So, for example, Velvia being a rich color um, uh, film uh, from back in the day, they they basically translated that into uh, a digital form. Uh, granted, it can't be one to one, but they did the best. Uh, I I don't want to say the best they can, but uh, <laughs> because they 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 have like got a an insane amount of experience in evaluating color and uh, light. And yeah. Um, and so uh, do they only do like Fuji stocks or do they have simulations for other kinds of um, other brands, I guess. They, 
I think classic Chrome was the one that I think. Now, now, granted, I I don't know the history of a, a lot of Fuji films like that. That that is uh, because I I started uh, photography right at that cusp of film going to digital, and I, I've been mostly digital uh, mm-hmm. in my professional career. But um, I think you can. They, they will do most. They will advertise like uh, traditional Fuji film stocks but you can kind of you know nudge it here and there uh and and there there's a large community that has given formula recipes for like kodachrome and portra uh oh that's awesome where you can adjust it on the camera and yeah uh, so you you all have like a community where you can do you can i guess custom like presets for film stock emulations and just add them Oh yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That's really and cool. We we have a whole world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that does this. Let me introduce you to the X, yeah. <laughs> X community. Great. Now I'm gonna have to get another camera. <laughs> there you go. You can rent it though. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, welcome. Well, <laughs> this, this whole thing was just to convert you to the X series. Yeah. Well, it's working. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think you were going to ask like what one camera I'd want to use. And I think Fuji makes like a hundred megapixel medium format camera, right? That's yes. Fuji. Yeah. Um, would, I've always wanted to try one of those. I feel like that would be, um, quite an experience. Have you ever tried one? I did. Uh, not the 100 experience, uh, a 100 megapixel, but, uh, the, the I, I tried the, the 50, uh, yeah. the 50R and, Holy crap! It is. It's you're you're holding a bazooka <laughs> in the in the form of a handgun. Yeah, um, it is just just amazing uh, that they were able to 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 make something that was for for the longest time like super out of reach for the masses, and now it's you know you're you're getting this insane sensor size uh and insane glass and, and you're mm-hmm. able to do it at like a fraction of the cost um yeah yeah i can't wait to see you know where that technology leads i think those cameras are super cool i mean if you look at the the pricing it's no you, you, on the surface is, is wow that's a lot of money but it's really no different than paying for like a, a high-end canon camera and it's like oh mm. That's that's doable. Uh, I need to do a few weddings, but it's <laughs> it's attainable. <laughs> so, do you do uh, you shoot uh, a lot of weddings? Is that kind of like your your primary business? Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's uh, it's it's become interesting lately with COVID. But <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It uh, is, um, and the the thing about living on the border is that I have. Uh, rule Massachusetts rules to go by, and then there's New Hampshire, um, mm. which is uh, not 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 as strict as Massachusetts. Let's just say mm. um, I have to work in both states, so <laughs> I have to be nice. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, is um, going with it. 
How long have you been doing wedding photography for? Oh my god, close to close to twenty years now. Oh wow. Um, I mean, not 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 as much in the very beginning, but then mm-hmm. you know, as time went on, I, I did more and more. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been a little while. I'm yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> Is a. I assume every client's different, but yeah, I mean, I hear both like great things and horrible things about wedding photography sometimes. And I'm always like, yeah, you'll get the the stories. And Mm -hmm. uh, there was a movie uh, called uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it for what it's worth. (laughs) So there's this one scene where. The, the, the main character is being led down the path of drugs. Um, okay. Follow me here for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but they do it in such a way where it's like really enticing, uh, but it, it's ju- been, it's tried to, to, to be used as a negative. Okay. Um, that, that kind of approach was used on me when I started uh, <laughs> photography. Like I would say, you know, it, with the, you know, doing the journalism, uh, and, and I was getting out of journalism because it, it, I just found it wasn't right for me. Um, I was, I was thinking, you know what, maybe I should, maybe I should go into wedding photography. Nah, man, you don't want to go into wedding photography. It, it's just, just horrible. I'm like, yeah, the money's not that great. No, the money's awesome, but no, you don't want anything to do with this. Oh, Okay. Um, it's, it's probably because of, uh, you know, everybody's kind of mean, no, everyone's having a great time. Everyone's drunk. Everyone's having a, you know, just awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. But, so, so it's probably, you know, no, you just want to stay away from it. You know, the mm-hmm. bridezillas. Is that really right. a thing? No, it's not. It's just due to stress that sometimes it can be mean, but for the most part, they're all great. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't want to do wedding photography. <laughs> yeah. And, and so like I, I, I did wedding photography. Like I, I went into it with, um, God, uh, I went into it with, uh, Canon, the, the first Canon digital rebel, um, mm-hmm. with, with, uh, an okay lens and, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and an okay flash with a Gary yeah. Fong bulb on top of it. Sounds like you were thrown into the battlefield with uh, just a little pistol. <laughs> yeah, I um, I learned a lot, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, you know, it's it's. I kind of threw myself into the den of wolves, but at the same time, like those den of wolves really know how to throw a party, mm-hmm. and uh, and you learned a lot. You you just basically you know find where you were failing at something and. Uh, you know, do your research, find out where. I mean, I would never let uh, tell anybody to do what I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I was extremely lucky that I didn't like, like ruin somebody's big day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And like the bridezilla thing, that's, that's all. I think out of the, out of all the years I've been doing this, like there's only two that I can even come close, you know, 
kind of say they were bridezillas, but mm. I, again, like the people build up this huge day and, and they become super stressed and it's like, it's just, you're, you're just basically helping people manage a stressful day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, you should try it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you really sold me on it. Um, yeah. You know how like weddings, um, when, uh, I guess it, what's, what's the, after the wedding, the reception, um, yeah. they always, uh, you know, there's like a dance floor and everyone starts going crazy. And the photographer like always joins for just like 10 seconds or whatever. Is that pretty common? Or like, have you found that to be pretty common? Just hitting the dance floor and busting a move because everyone's egging you on. Oh my God. Nobody talks to me. Really? Uh, Yeah. I can't believe that. I, I am invisible or people just really want to ignore me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My guess is the latter. Um, wow. That's... No, I usually hug the perimeter. Uh, okay. I don't go into the dance floor into uh, the nucleus. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I you know, j- just the, I use the 50 millimeter equivalent on my camera and, and mm-hmm. like, I'm just kind of looking for somebody doing something cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like I just I sniping, it's, it's it's really is uh, sniping. Yeah, um, and, and I do that for a little while, and then I get tired and <laughs> go question why I got into <laughs> wedding photography in the first place, and then I go home. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I assure you, man, it 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 really is fun. Yeah. Do you uh, uh, ever get clients requesting like? some film to be shot or is that pretty much just dead nowadays? A lot of people think I do shoot film um, because of the style of the camera uh, that I have. Uh, The, the very first time I uh, picked up the X 100, the the very first X 100, I had rented it and brought it to a wedding and I had it slung over my shoulder and while I was shooting the majority of the stuff with the Canon, like people were just enthralled. Like they, yeah. they were, Oh my God, you're shooting film. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing I love with those, uh, those Fuji cameras. They look so nice. They, they kind of look reminiscent of like old film cameras. And I, so I totally understand why people would make that, uh, would get that confused, but yeah, the look of them is just, is awesome. I love having the shutter speed dial on top. I, I don't know models specifically, but I know I've seen it. You know, yeah. But that's what makes it so approachable too. Like, yeah. Uh, like during the the cocktail hour when I'm just kind of floating around, I I will be there with just my X100, which is the the very very rangefinder looking camera. Okay. Um, the 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 single uh fixed lens and mm-hmm. i mean everybody's just having a drink having a good time and then you know the, i'll just walk on by and, and hold up the camera and then everybody just gathers around it's like oh yeah right on yeah huh. and uh but the most important thing that comes out of it is the the instax printer um that i could just uh shoot off wirelessly and have the instant films oh yeah 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 um yeah, those are pretty cool. 
I, I never even thought about shooting Polaroids at a wedding. Yeah, I guess that is probably a pretty common thing. Like, they'll all call it Polaroids. Well, <laughs> it's yeah. like, well as somebody who's really into Fujifilm, it's like, ah, yeah, oh, all right, they're Polaroids. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty, it's close. Yeah, it's not it's not the exact same thing, but the idea of it is there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some fights you can't win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I tried. No spine of jello here. Yeah. <laughs> You're an okay guy in my book. You tried. <laughs> um, so, all right. So I, I got a question for you. With, with all your film, uh, your, your uh, videos and stuff, I, I need to need to know where you got that Fujifilm blimp balloon. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I wish I had a story about it, but uh, basically I walked into my the lab I've been using for five years now, and uh, they had one kind of above their shelf. Actually, I don't know what they did with it. It was just gone one day. But anyway, I saw it up there, and I was like, that's really cool, man. Um, where'd you guys get it? And they're like, well, we just got it off eBay. So I started looking at eBay, and I was like, I think it was like $10 or something because no one wanted it. And uh, yeah, that I, that's it. That's the end of the story. It's pretty, pretty lame story, but it's a really cool blimp. I promise you. Jesus. I, I, I've been looking for one for a while and I, I, I guess I'm looking at the wrong times on eBay. Uh, are they hard to find? I guess. Yeah. Huh. I think there was like, there was like one or two when I, when I looked for mine. I heard yeah. there was a whole warehouse full of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me where I'd like to buy them and then upsell them. You were along with some other cameras. It's like, yeah, uh, it's like Fuji knows. is just holding onto a bunch of stuff. It sounds like. Um, I, I wish to, to, to God that they would just release some of these film cameras. I, I know why they don't, but I mean, actually, you know why? I don't know why I, I'm not a business person. <laughs> Uh, but man, that 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 GF six seventy, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I um, I have a camera that's kind of similar. It's by a different brand, but it's a folding camera like that, and it shoots six by seven, like the GF six seventy. And um, you know, it's just great. I think yeah. uh, the lens on that GF six seventy is probably one of the best. You know, I've never used it personally, but. I can imagine since it's a folding camera, it's probably pretty solid. Yeah. So out of the, out of the cameras that you've used, um, which one has been your most reliable and and which one has been your favorite? Hmm. Most reliable. I guess I got to say my Canon AE one. It's just been my, my day one ride or die camera. It's always just been there. I've taken it on trips. I took it to Nepal. I took it to Iceland. I've taken it, taken it all over. Um, and it's just been, it's just been a beast. It's been performing well. I like the lens I have on it. It's great. I wouldn't say it's my favorite camera to use though. Cause it's kind of just like plastic, but um, yeah. my favorite camera to use. Hold on. Let me glance over at my shelf here. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of a Mamiya 7? I've heard a couple things about them. Yeah. Bad things? 
You said you said that kind of ominously. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's uh, just uh, it, basically what I've seen on your show, on your okay, video. <laughs> gotcha. Um, it's a great camera. It, again, six by seven medium format. Um, the lenses are insanely sharp. Uh, probably the sharpest lenses I've ever used. Um, yeah. Stupidly sharp, like no no aberration from what I can tell, and just crisp and perfect. Um, no distortion. Yeah, that's that camera is just way too easily to burn a roll of film in. So I think that's probably my favorite to use. Yeah. With film being film, like, like these cameras are not new anymore. Mm -hmm. What is what happens if they do break? Like, are, are there people that can repair the, the cameras? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of a dying off. Um, sort of thing but there are some people who are trying to bring it back with like 3d printed parts and yeah that kind of stuff because obviously like companies like mamiya is not i think they're still around but they're not making new parts for a lot of these cameras and a lot of these cameras have electronic parts and if an electronic part dies it's like kind of kind of done for with that camera um, yeah so a lot of people have been a just buying up cameras that are largely mechanical. So if they do break, chances are you can probably find a part for it and easily replace it. And yep. they'll last longer because they're mechanical, not electronic. That's the theory. Anyway, we'll see. As, we'll see as time goes on. Um, and then there's also like, a, I mean, the one that comes to mind, there's this place in uh, the UK that uh, this guy is... Uh, he's in his twenties, but he started up this repair shop and he's just been repairing all sorts of cameras, electronic or mechanical and uh, wow. doing a great job. And uh, he has been, I think he's started, just started getting into 3d printing parts to um, put into these cameras. And it's like, uh, and he's training a team and uh, there's another company in like, I think it's in Finland that, um, they're also, they have a huge staff. They're training um, a bunch of people constantly on how to fix these old cameras, do um, something called CLAs, which are clean lube and adjust, which is basically like an oil change for your camera. Just keeps yeah. it, keeps it running for, you know, while longer. Um, so yeah, they're out there. It's definitely a lot harder because all the uh, repairmen from back in the day are all retired. Now you can still find some people that are willing to like help you out. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely getting harder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that it's it's. There's hope. Not done for <laughs> it when, when something goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It it, it kind of uh, eases the pain of paying so much for some of these cameras. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess what would be the process for a digital camera if it broke? Would you send it straight back to the manufacturer, or do you go to like a third party kind of? Um, it, like if you bought it from a camera store, um, like you could just probably, and you, it's within warranty. It's just, mm -hmm. a, you know, switch it out. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like I've had, uh, a, a lens like go, it just like completely break. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. In, in the middle of a wedding. Um, oh no. So, so funny story. Um, I, I, I was shooting uh, this great wedding uh, on a lake uh, back in the day. And I was shooting with the uh, 5D Mark I, uh, mm -hmm. the Canon 5D Mark I. And it was one of the last shots of the night. And 
there'll be some girls that will say, Oh my God, you shouldn't take my picture. Uh, yeah, I'll break the camera. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. and I'm lining up the shot. It's just the bride and groom and her, you know, college friends. And, mm-hmm. uh, the, take the shot after she said that. And then all of a sudden I hear clank. I'm like, and I'm looking through the viewfinder and there's this black horizon. Oh, nice. I, I don't know what happened, but I'm like, Hmm. And I'm just sitting there looking at the camera. I'm not reacting. Uh, and they're like, everything okay? I'm like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, the battery's about to die. And, and rather than, you know, switch out the battery, I'm just going to grab the other camera that's fresh. And uh, let me just yeah. grab that shot one more time. And then I'm walking. I'm like, I can't believe the woman broke my camera. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny that that actually happened. Wow. But it was just the mirror that popped off, and that was a kind of like a known issue for the five Ds. The mirror just like slid loose a little. Oh, it came completely off. Oh, jeez, <laughs> popped off like a like a tiddlywink piece. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was an easy enough fix. Um, yeah. I could have had it up to, uh, up. Uh, what was it repaired for free? But I would have had to send it back to Canon and do it and take like six months or something something like that and i had a wedding the next week so i just paid the hundred bucks to have it fixed uh locally yeah Uh, but with fujifilm i I think i had a lens that uh broke i had to send it in to the repair shop in new jersey and like i i talked to the repair guy i think his name was steve (laughs) like it's like yeah i'll get it fixed and you know it, it was back in no time and uh classic steve classic steve i mean he's uh just you know hats off to him yeah <laughs> do you have like a favorite lens nowadays that you like to use that like just photos you get back from it are just gorgeous i have the the 35 millimeter at one point uh the f 1.4 which is oh, about yeah. 50 millimeter equivalent that i just use all the time like that is on my um xt3 for the most part uh, Mm -hmm. all all day long um like i love that combination of uh the 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 camera and the the film sims in there yeah Uh, with, with that focal length it's just like that the right amount of bokeh uh to to kind of separate out everybody yeah um it, it's 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 just I, lo- I love it and then my uh x100 um the the it's basically a 35 millimeter equivalent on that um uh, just just perfect uh for for the wider shots mm-hmm. and uh yeah the, the, I, those two are i i use for the most part of the day like yeah if i need to go a little bit closer with a longer lens, I'll, I'll use the 90 millimeter, uh, here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. but that's mostly for just portraits and during the ceremony, uh, if, if the place is roomier where I could stand back further. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the 90 millimeters equivalent to the 135 on uh, full frame. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, like, I, I keep everything to 
the the 50 millimeter equivalent and 35 millimeter equivalent and, and it's just two cameras two small cameras just on either side of me and it's it's god my my hands have never been more grateful <laughs> because yeah. prior to that it was like you know the, the Canon 5D Mark III on one hip and then the you know the 5D Mark One on the other and oh like, man it's just work out yeah it, totally the, the, you have two sandbags on either side of yeah. you yeah I'll be ripped um, in no time yeah and oh yeah ripped my my hands do like like I don't know yeah. what kind of damage I've done but man it's like I have arthritis now. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like just the, the Fuji system has been so awesome. I, I would give it another shot, like uh, rent a X100, uh, mm-hmm. the, the newest one and play around with the film stimulations and, uh, look online for some custom ones that you can make. Like I have a custom, uh, Portra that, that I've been playing around with, um, yeah, it, it, that that I I love, and then there's a Kodachrome equivalent that I think is okay. Uh, I've never used Kodachrome. Um, Me neither. That's a little bit before my time, but uh, <laughs> but it it seems to work well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the only way you can shoot Kodachrome nowadays is through a simulation because they yeah. don't, they don't develop it anymore. So it kind of looks like the one from the Ed Harris movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. That one was a bad, uh, it was an okay movie. I don't totally. think I've seen it. I think yeah, I kind of, I, I saw where the ending was probably going to, was going to go. And I was like, uh, eh, I don't know. Ending was kind of cheesy. It's yeah. more of a music movie than a camera, uh, photography movie. Oh, but, uh, it's, it, it, it's okay. Hmm. But, uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> dude, it's been awesome chatting with you. Um, I could keep going on and on, and we haven't even gotten to the real star of Baxter, your dog. Yeah. Um, but uh, dude, tell the world where they could find you on the web so that they could check out your channel and they could check out your photography. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I really appreciated it, and it's been a good conversation. I'm always down to talk cameras um, with you know people who are just as enthusiastic as I am. Um, you can find me on uh this thing called youtube at uh if you just search grainy days it's like rainy days except with a g at the front that's such a good name Uh, yeah (laughs) i uh i disagree but i'm stuck with it so really you don't like it i liked it when i first came up with it i i don't know maybe it's just the thing of like you know you're too close to it so if you had a chance to change it right now what would you change it to um, I'd probably change my channel name to Peter McKinnon. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So you can find me at grainy, uh, grainy days on YouTube. And then, um, also, uh, on Instagram, you can find me if you search at 50 shades of Jason, it's a stupid username. Um, but that's me. Uh, there's underscores in between each word. Um, and then awesome. my, my website is, uh, Jason That one's and, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Compared <laughs> to your other two, I could take it or leave it. <laughs> um, right on, yeah. Dude, 
I would love to have you back on to talk shop on film cameras. Uh, and I can't wait to see what else you uh, buy. And uh, yeah, definitely check out the, I, I'm challenging you to, to, to try the, the, the digital camera challenge. <laughs> well, uh, I can't back down from a challenge. <laughs> Let me know what you think. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me on. I'll definitely consider uh, trying uh, a Fuji digital camera, but um, uh, you know, I think my that's not really my brand. But yeah, maybe I'll try it out <laughs> in my uh, my uh, all, my my personal time. Right on. Whenever I have, whenever I have some. Cool. Um, but it was a pleasure, and uh, man, we'll talk soon. All right. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you again for having me on. I'll talk to you later.